So welcome to part two of episode, what is this, episode 10? Yeah, it's episode 10, little, little milestone here. And it's a big ass episode because I had friends in the house. Uh, let's get Kyle out here. Um, thanks for clicking over to part two of episode 10. So I've got, uh, it's not Macon, it's not Nate. As I mentioned, we let Kyle out of his giant T-Rex cage. Kyle is the dinosaur at the end of the new Jurassic Park that all the bidders are waiting to see at the end of. I didn't see it. Spoiler. <laughs> but you're, you're a large dude. Never had somebody this large. Th By the way, 330s never look so good. Well, you know, thank you. Um, I've come a long way from 330. I fit into 2X now. 298. I'm under 300 for the first time. This decade, I think. No wonder you look so damn good, sir. This decade. I you look know. healthy, you look happy, you look and great. I am happy to see you. It's good to have you back uh, in Seaville, bro. Um, you know, you're here for Luke's little birthday party. Mm -hmm. um, you know, shout out to Luke who turned one this year, or this year, this week. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and we're going to talk about a lot here because we happen to have Nate and Kyle who are teammates, uh, Kyle and I mm -hmm. who are brothers, and uh, we all played in the NFL, so... A lot to get to today, including five most intimidating linemen that we played against. Um, oh, I got or with. shout out. Both our fathers are in the Hall of Fame. My dad's in the Hall of Fame for for Westchester Community College. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Look at that. Al Collins, shout out to Al Collins. We will never be as good as our dads. No, we <laughs> won't. Never. We won't. We won't. Oh, I mean, like, God. let's just get that out there. The fucking guy's got a gold jacket. Mm. No, there's some things we're better than him at. Let's start off with this question. Kyle, <laughs> who does dad like the most? Uh, on three. Okay, ready? One, two, three, you. Mom. That's such a fucking cop-out. He, likes me. he likes me more than you. He does you. like, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Kyle's my genetic, Kyle's my genetic spot. Well, you're He's too a, smart, and he yeah. can't condition you in the way that he wants to. <laughs> yeah. And from a young age, like a groomable Labrador retriever, I've been like... Yeah, like the football. Good, good guy. Do the football. Yes. Kyle, you're doing football good. Keep it up. Chris, you're doing football good. I have other interests. Well, hold on. Kyle's on the phone. <laughs> well, Kyle's on the phone. Hold on. Kyle's beeping through. Also, uh, you know, struck by the lightning of Zeus here. I mean, you know, just look at this guy. He's a specimen. He's like Magnus Magnuson. Magnus Van Magnuson. You're like one of those fucking dudes. Some Nordic dude lifting a giant Indiana Jones looking boulder onto a Mack truck. Why didn't we have those competitions in Ivy, Virginia? Because it would have just been you. I would have been in a kilt. And dad backyard. would have been like, dad would have been like, I want to get in on this thing. And he would have like Blown threw out a disc. Yeah. So we're going to do five most intimidating linemen that we played against or with. We're going to do five stadiums that we like the best, not including our own stadiums. We're going to do pet peeves in the NFL. Uh, and I'll ask Kyle a few questions. Kyle, um, I think we'll start with pet peeves. And Nate, you can certainly pop in here mm -hmm. whenever you feel um, like it's necessary. I'll start with one cutting. These are NFL pet peeves. And it's my pet peeve anywhere. But NFL players do it a lot. DBs do it a lot. Cutting in line. Uh, <laughs> am yeah. I wrong? Like lunch lines? or In a lunch like... line. Or a line to the plane. Or a line to the bus. You know when the, the bus empties out? Ugh. And everybody's waiting to get on the plane from an away game. And, you know, certain guys just mill around or stay on the bus. And then they cut to the front of the line. Everybody's getting ready to get the jet bridge ready. 
Dude, you're not going to get out of here early. Everybody's leaving on the same airplane. The offensive line, who I will say in front of a uh, you know a camera, the smartest group of people. Very obedient. On the field, obedient, Labradors, all of us. All labs. And we sit on the bus because we know we're going to get our food either way. Yeah. There's no reason to rush. But also, And too, chances are you'll get fresher food no, at the end of but, the meal. But also, yeah, too, that's, that's different true. for all linemen because most of the time on the planes and travel, your your seats are a lot. Oh, for fuck. You, you know what? We, we've been sitting here t- setting up segments. I've been holding this this board here. Hopefully, people that are watching on YouTube have been paying attention to this board wondering what the hell it is. I know Nate and Kyle have. So what we have here is a cork board. It looks part Russ Cole. It looks part NCIS. It's like, true detective. For sure. it's, it's definitely First true detective. Carcosa is, is somewhere. Yeah, Carcosa is, is, he might be the mystery man, but the idea for this segment, and I call it Ashton Kutcher Butterfly Effect Segment, which is a lot of words for a segment, but that's the only way, it's kind of like six figures. It makes sense. Well, you don't know that it makes sense yet. In my head it does. In your head it does. It's kind of like six degrees separation, Kevin Bacon, but it's more Ashton Kutcher. All the people on this, well, some of the people on this board, this cork board, that are connected by red strings, which mean nothing are related in some way. Now, there's some pictures here. I'll give you a hint. Um, John Madden is is here with a turkey uh, next to Greg Roman and Lamar. John Madden has nothing to do with this. Now, the way I look at this is we're going to do a segment a lot of times on this show where this will sit up for an entire show. People that are watching on YouTube, hopefully people that are listening on the pod via audio will tune into YouTube to see what the fuck is on the cork board. Mm-hmm. Then the next show, I will reveal what it actually meant. You can take your guesses and tweet at chalk. It's like a Media. crossword puzzle. Tune in next episode for the answers. Yeah. And what we're doing is I we're like driving some people scheme. to the YouTube channel. We're also driving you to our Twitters, but organically, I really like the segment. So basically I'm going to make a statement here. Well, I won't even make the statement for the first one. I'm going to tell people listening. We have pictures of people up here. We have the Harbaugh brothers. We have uh, the guy from West Virginia who went viral. Uh, you know when that that poor girl's car got crushed by a tree. We have Alex Smith. We have Marcus Higgins. We have Joel on Dunbar, Stan Kroenke, Jeff Fisher. We have number South 50. Park. We have a turkey. We have Charlie Brown. We have God. We got a lot here. Is that number fifty three? We have a picture of the Waffle House. There's. Ray Lewis, and he's going to, I'll give you a hint, he's going to possibly tie into this whole thing. But basically, I'll, I'll, you got any guesses on how these, these people are all related, Nate or Kyle? I, I really didn't tell them. They're all killers? <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was Nate Collins. He lives at 2308 um, Price I, Avenue. I mean, obviously, the, the, overar- the overarching theme here is football. There's a lot of football, um, and these guys are connected somehow. Yeah. Do you want me to just take a stab at it here? Now, I thought of this the other night watching the um, the uh, Rams. What do you think? I know. It's all like Thanksgiving theme. Like what? Like cartoons and shows that play. Like, yeah, like, when you're, Peanut, like Peanuts was Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, you're on the right track. Not. And he's Virginia Tech. And you guys played on Thanksgiving every well, year. Every year. Oh, Tyrod Taylor's up here. No, here's what it is. I'll tell you. I'm gonna explain, <laughs> no guys. Idea. Get your fucking sit at your little desks with your little uh, your little composite notebooks and take notes, bro. Because this is the Ashton Kutcher butterfly effect. Right. Okay. That's a butterfly flapping its wings, which can change everything, as I we like know. Butterflies, bro. With the chaos theory, which I don't have memorized yet. If you look up the chaos theory, it describes exactly what we're about to do. That's Stan Kroenke. Is that like t- string theory? Something like that. Okay. 
That's Stan Kroenke in the top left of the corkboard. Stan Kroenke obviously bought the Rams on the heels of the Steve Spagnola firing. Circa 2012. Now, this was when I was up for a contract. I was really excited. I was coming off a really good year. I was like, who's going to be the head coach that's going to take the reins here and possibly pay me? That was Jeff Fisher. Great news. I'm Kyle Vandenbosch. Don't know who Albert Hainsworth is going to be yet, but... Like I can be Kyle, he can pay me because he probably I'm white. He, you know, I hustle, you know that sort of thing. Um, you know, gritty. Also brought Greg Williams in as his D coordinator. I think this is also positive. These are two guys who are hard nosed. Jeff's a players coach. Jeff brings in players like Cortland Finnegan, who are some of my favorite teammates of all time that came from Tennessee, including William Hayes, who we both know well. Um, and then we've got Greg Williams coming from New Orleans, uh, and and Greg Williams. Of course, this is this is right before he serves his suspension. He brings guys up with him from a personnel standpoint, like Jolon Dunbar. That's the linebacker here under Stan Kroenke. He was instrumental in New Orleans. He was also very underrated for us in St. Louis. Now, you bring those players in. We played a physical style. We hustled. We played hard. We go down. We go out to play our our division rival in San Francisco, who is soaring that year uh, under Jim Harbaugh. He's got Alex uh, Smith at the helm. Being coached up to to the best of his abilities, the best moments in his career were under Greg Roman. You've got this thing rolling. They're a Super Bowl likely team. They're going to have a shot at making a run. Now he scrambles to try to pick up a first down in this game in San Francisco, and Jolon Dunbar, I'm no no more than three yards away, when he knocks Alex Smith out of the game. Mm. Now this is where the mystery man in the middle uh, comes into play, and that mystery man is Colin Kaepernick. Now Colin Kaepernick enters the game and. He never looks back. Uh, he propels them on a run to the Super Bowl. How did I not see that this right. is a Kaepernick board? Exactly. Well, it's not quite a Kaepernick board. Well, that most of these things... I'm looking at the Harbaugh's. I'm yes. looking at Taylor. Were you not, were you not on a team? So, 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 so to recap here. Sorry. We've got Stan Kroenke hires Jeff Fisher, who hires, jo- uh, who, who hires Greg Williams. With who, a bunch who, of gangsters who, to go play who, the Niners. Yep, who brings, <laughs> who brings uh, Jolon Dunbar, who knocks Alex Smith out of the game. Which leads to Colin Kaepernick's entrance to the game and him lighting the league on fire mm. with the help of Greg Roman, who's also, um, you know, breathed some life into Alex Smith's career. They should win the Super Bowl, uh, and it's actually not as the mis the misconception there was a defensive team. They had a lot of great players on defense, but the defense did not keep the points down in in the Super Bowl or in the playoffs in general. Colin was a guy that propelled them there. Uh, now, what happens next is really interesting. Greg Roman eventually leaves. He coaches Tyrod Taylor up really well. He went to the Pro Bowl that year. To the best of his abilities. There's a guy in college named Lamar Jackson, and you can see him down here, picture with Greg Roman. That's going to be important on a couple levels. I don't believe that the, the Ravens are even thinking about drafting a Lamar Jackson at 32 unless it's for a guy like Cap taking the league by storm. I think Cap changes the way we've looked at quote-unquote running quarterbacks and the possibilities with which we can use them. And Greg Roman plays into that. They draft Lamar Jackson. I also believe that they really were serious about bringing Colin Kaepernick in in Baltimore. With Lamar. No, this is before Lamar. Infamously, they brought in Colin, and it went sideways because of the Nessa thing or whatever, whatever you want to believe. So I think they had long dreamed of having a mobile quarterback in the twilight of, of Joe Flacco's Baltimore career. So they bring Lamar in, I believe, at least partially on account of cap success, which doesn't happen if Alex Smith is never knocked out of the game. They also bring Greg Roman in for Lamar's second year. 
Lamar was good, not spectacular his rookie year. He needed that catalyst to take him to the next level. Greg's the guy. Greg also So that, that worked, was a big change. No, well, there. Greg also worked with one of the Harbaugh brothers, right? He worked with Jim. Jim brought him from Stanford. Well, John, because of all these factors, Cap's success. Greg Roman's success with Tyrod, with Cap. His relationship with his brother brings him to Baltimore. So now you've got the Roman and the Lamar Jackson effect multiplying each other. And what we see here is a team that is my odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. And when you win the Super Bowl, according to Ray Lewis, when the Baltimore Ravens are playing well, you drive the crime rate down. That's that's what Ray Lewis said on a couple of occasions. I don't believe that to be true. It's just for the sake of this court court. empirical data behind it. <laughs> there is none. This is a Ray Lewisism. I like it. I support you, Ray. So you can you can you can gather from this butterfly effect. I believe, let's say the Ravens go out and win a Super Bowl. I think Stan Kroenke is responsible for this Super Bowl. Stan Kroenke should have a statue for in Baltimore. Bring, for bringing this man For in. bringing Jeff Fisher in, who brought Greg Williams in, who brought Jolon Dunbar in, who knocked Alex Smith out of the game, who allowed Cap to set the league on fire, which allowed a marriage between Greg Roman and the drafting of Lamar Jackson in a way. Now, this team is an offensive juggernaut, but you know what else Stan Kroenke did? He brought, he sent Marcus Peters to Baltimore. So as if this, this wasn't empirical enough, he sent Baltimore the cheat code on defense. And what's happened since Stan Kroenke sent Marcus Peters? I've heard he is a cheat code, and he knows the game very well. So what's happened since Kroenke sent and, and the I'm Rams? I'm talking about Peters. But, yeah. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. What's happened since he sent Peters to oh, the icing on the cake of my defense. true detective yeah. corporate? They have been one of the most efficient teams in the league from a defensive standpoint. That is throwing gasoline on a fire, and I yeah. think that fire burns all the way through to Miami, and Stan Kroenke should have a statue. A statue in the Inner Harbor. Or Baltimore. Yeah. You know, they should just throw crabs at them. Free so, how I, for so, life. so do you guys, are you guys buying this? Chris, Bro, I, I mean, so... I'm here because I support you and I support your rust coal, your inner rust coal. And this, this is some Rain Man shit. And I like it. <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. I thought about it when I was so watching this. And is... I didn't know what it was until we, we go through it. But that's incredible because you were there. Thank you. You were there for the bloodbaths in the San NFC West. Oh, San Francisco, uh, uh, St. Louis was. The games you're talking about. And as a fan, and I was a Rams fan when I was in college and I was in junior college. But the NFC West, it was the Cardinals, it was the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Niners. And yes. they were bloodbath games. Oh, so they were. So so eight so tight ends on the field. Yeah, <laughs> just eight tight ends. You had Leonard Davis and tackle over. I'm in a six technique. Like, yeah, let me just put my – if I just use my leverage, I'll be able to – But people, the, the phrase any given Sunday gets thrown around, honestly, in the NF, NFC West in the 2010s – Yeah. We beat all of them. That's the case. We beat all of them. We 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 were in one game. You that, guys played everybody tough. That game ended in a tie, by the way. The one that the cap came into. It was nineteen seventeen. It ended in a tie. I didn't know how to feel. And then the next year we played them in the most physical game of my career in two thousand and twelve. I believe it was. No, in two thousand thirteen. Vance McDonald. Well, yeah, he was he was a he was a dog. Listen, the Niners back then had prime Vernon Davis. They had. Vance McDowell, they had Delaney Walker, who's a stud now, and was a stud then. They had Anthony Davis, Boone, Crab, Ayupati, Goodwin the center, Joe Staley, Frank Gore, Colin Kaepernick. Fucking, they put Kilgore in at fullback. And people talk about the defense. Crabtree, Bolden. 
people talk about the defense. Yeah, let's talk about that offense. Yeah, you look at the O-line in particular and the names you named, they're still playing and they were at the height of their career. Yes. Kaepernick versus who was who was the Bears backup? Um who's the The Bears backup back then? Um I can't think he did really well in Tampa. Josh McCown. No, no, the he's black. Oh, Twelve. Josh Freeman? Friedman. Yeah. Who I heard was a baller. I've heard yeah. a lot of amazing so stories about him. Kaepernick start first start that next game after he got in was versus Freeman and yeah it was a Sunday night game and Kaepernick destroyed us they destroyed us Justin Smith had wait Alden Smith had five sacks yeah we Justin talked about Smith. it we talked about it earlier <laughs> yeah. and this is what's funny he's sitting here he's telling me like I was there when Cap and you forgot that I played him the year yeah. the, the, oh, the, the game. When he came out here I could have had four sacks in the game and one for Cap bro this dude he was just he running side yeah, yeah I mean like here and, and, let's, and, and let's, let's 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 move a, this corkboard out of the way it's Nate. a weird it's a weird Thanks, bro it's a weird run too so 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 that's he's got like a he's got like a, a four hundred meter sprinter <laughs> yeah. run. Yeah, like, it's different. You you're like, I you could, think, maybe you, I could catch yes, this guy. Yes. That that's what happens is mentally, nah. like when you watch it on tape, you think that you're you're easily can run him down. Like, I'd say a when a quarterback goes boot, naked boot, and Leonard Floyd is on pursuit. Yeah, it's, Leonard it's Floyd similar, is rangy. Similar rangy run. Yes. Don't, I don't know how that feels to run rangy. I run in place, or I ran in place when I used to run for a living. Um, let's get right into pet peeve, shall we? Okay. Uh, you know, because we were there. Cutting in lines, that's one for me. Do you guys have any off the top of your head? Um, well, I was thinking more like in the game. I was thinking TV timeouts. Go ahead. Playing in Chicago, it's brutally cold. Yes. <laughs> and when you're getting ready to go on the field, like... I was on some really bad teams, and we were down 30 points, and it was Kyle. zero. I know. I get it. You You're, can relate. But you guys played indoors. It's warm. I would have rather played outdoors. Yeah, but there are some games where it's like, dude, ref, come on, bro. Let's get the clock running here. Yeah, and you're a big guy, and you you uh, you got the. Uh, I the played extra... with Roberto Garza and Matt Slauson, who would not let you leave the locker room with sleeves, and I was the first person when when all the old timers left <laughs> to put sleeves. I on. was the only guy that nutted up and said, "I'm wearing sleeves," like. I don't appreciate that in Chicago, do they? They did not like that. Yeah, no, I said they don't. Everybody out out there in Chicago who 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 uh, who wears like three layers of Carhartt on the job wants the pro athletes to get cold and inhibit their performance. I that got makes a, lot, a lot of sense. I mean, I got a lot of friggin' like toughness in terms of cold weather. Yeah, because we practice in it. We're outside. The of practices it. are way worse than the game. The game is so long. Yeah, it's so long, and the wind. Right off the lake because we don't practice at Soldier Field, Lake Erie. I used to like the the, the I used to Erie, I used guy. to like the chicken broth though when it gets cold on the they sideline instead, yeah. instead of Gatorade. By the end of my career, I started and I didn't wear sleeves because um, it, it, it took away from my swag late in my career. But <laughs> I was more for me. I w I wasn't ashamed to throw on that big jacket. As soon as I get to the fucking sideline, the jacket with yeah. the, with the heated seat. You want to some coach? Here's the funniest thing. Another pet peeve of mine. Here's what grinds my gears is coaches that look at you funny when you put the jacket on or wear sleeves, and these fuckers are out there in gloves at practice, bro, mm. and three layers of jackets. Like, stop, bro. I got, I got a pet peeve, too. Okay. The player who purposely stands to the right or the left of the head coach so he's to get on, on TV. TV so constantly. true, bro. So that's, true. That's a pet peeve of mine, especially so if, I, if I don't know you and – you're just and you're wearing your favorite chain and you're purposely standing and you're doing the fake Got cheer. The line up yesterday. Just everything. Everything's lined up. It is just 
it's something where, yeah, you can do it once, but if they're cutting to the coach for a few quarters and it's the same That's guy. That's what they call clout chasing. Mm. Yeah, it is. But what I say is just you're just showing everyone you're, you're, you're not cloud in the chasing. game. You're cloud chasing. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say, you know, um, coaches that don't watch your film, most position coaches, here's a dirty secret. They barely watch the film. Oh, I, I, I They don't have I time know. to evaluate a game. So they're like going off of the stats and then like Notes. what the coaches upstairs are yelling at the coordinator, what he's doing. And really what they're doing is they NFL coaches in a position room, there should be one guy who's, who's the scheme guy and there should be one guy who's the football guy. And the guy who's the scheme guy should not coach you on football and vice versa. You know what? Great example of that. And the most success I had as a football player was Aaron Cromer was the offensive line coach and Pat Meyer I don't know if you remember Pat Meyer. He was the blitz pickup guy. Yeah. The only thing I remember, the only quotable thing from Pat Meyer is, we got answers, bud. Yeah. Never freaked out. Yeah. What did Aaron Cromer teach me? How to be a bad man on the field. Right. So you got two different. I had a football coach and I had like a, a mentality, mentality guy. Yeah, mentality London guy. London and Beelan. London and Beelan. And Aaron Cromer, <laughs> I mean, if he, if he listens to this, it's like, that's real shit. And yeah. I, I know that well, he, Aaron he does that listen. with a few I people. Think, I think at least... I saw a figure where at least 50% of the NFL coaches listen to Greenlight Pod. It's great. They don't watch film, but they're watching no, the No, because that's what they're doing. Instead of recognizing great rushes that I have that didn't get home because the other fucking DN loses contain or the tackle fell over or it's a shitty call or the coverage is bad, we just go right past it. We go right past it, and we, 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 we go upstairs and get yelled at by the coordinators. Have you experienced it where a coach almost uh... – Stop crying. Have, have you experienced it where Shut a coach up, almost Nate. watches too much? <laughs> yeah, where a coach watches too much film? Yeah, absolutely. You guys don't even know because you guys never been practice squad players. So all the stuff no. you're complaining about right now is Listen, like we, the life of a practice squad we, player. We don't have a leg to stand on there. I, I You know what? I'll, also, <laughs> while we're on topic, coaches that yell at the practice squad players about getting the cards right. <laughs> oh. Newsflash. You're fucking reading the cards because you're either younger or you're not doing the other thing as well. Like, and that's the and that's what I mean. That's the mental messed up part. Is you're telling me to read off a card. Damn if I do well. That damn shit if I don't. running downhill. <laughs> yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. And you know what's fucked up is a lot is of it times he's gonna get yelled at. Somebody else is gonna get yelled. Yeah. At. They're just the the coach. You know, and the, we don't see half of those interactions. Oh, that's I see upstairs. them all. But I mean, we yeah. might see two. Yeah. yeah. But there's three other links in the chain from the top <laughs> down. Gonna get absolutely. Here's one that annoys me. Upstairs. Here's one that annoys me db's controlling the music <laughs> they insist on controlling the music 120 percent of the time it's an oligarchy it's all the small guys all the small dance. guys it's like a lot of little like uh little like little man's complex guys I'll give it to akeem hicks though he asserted dominance on the auxiliary cord flesh will do it sometimes and i would i would assume I that briggs, when hicks, i was at the he'll bears put was on the johnny person. cash i think briggs was the only person i was allowed to touch when yeah. we were there when I was there, at least. Yeah, well, the rightfully so. When you've got a vet who's like a longtime fixture somebody somewhere, but even so, like DBs, and they're supposed to be like you know, country music Thursday, and then like a trap music, th you know, Friday, and then like there's some older guys that like I like rap music, but this shit, you can't blame me. I know you go okay, boomer me, but I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear some of this new music. I don't agree with you. Okay. I stopped listening. Well, don't you think once Chris. a week they should, they should lose the Augs? No, we should just listen to Action Bronson every day, right? Oh, Action, yeah, for sure. Look. Action. Shout out to Action. Seriously. Friend of the programs. Fuck Seriously. it. We'll call him friend of the program. Um, what I was going to say is 
we used to do it in the weight room where it would be like, we'd call it White Guy Wednesday. You White Guy Wednesday. Country music, Linkin Park, like stuff that you would never hear. You and only hear Linkin Park to. on Hard Knocks. And it's I the don't... worst day. It was the worst no. day. You can't no, I don't want to hear that, some that shit. Stuff. No, I, I don't want to hear it either. But my thing is like when Fletcher Cox goes and, and changes the radio to Stapleton, which is not pop country. <laughs> Me and Fletcher Cox used to sit in the corner of the room and listen to Death Row before every... And Death Row, not the, the, the hip-hop group. Death sure. Row, the Stapleton song. Oh. So Fletch is a big country-loving dude. It's like Bobby Massey. And and Fletch would change the radio, and I'd see like Jalen Mills go change the radio off of Fletch, and I'm like, bro, it wasn't your day, bro. Also, you're like six years younger than Fletch and half his size. Do you guys have it in somebody's locker or is it like in the equipment guy's room? No, it'd be in the weight room. And then like a lot of times like you have your your Michael Bennett who's got his own personal thing or LeGarrette Mm -hmm. Blunt who's got his own personal thing. And in the locker room, that's how it usually went. Like you have your own personal thing. But in the weight room, it was bad. How about tough guy vets? I don't, like vets that treat rookies like shit, I'm not a fan of. Hate that. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, I hate that too. I was I used to tell people I'm not a fan of brother-in-law. I used to say the whole term of brother-in-law, and that usually comes from that vet. Yeah, that's that's a jerk. Yeah, but you're talking about like practice, right? You're talking I'm about talking going about to. Well, when, when they say brother-in-law, okay, so we're talking about you're saying brother-in-law, which is basically a, a term for guys not going as hard as they need to in practice because they're giving the older player a break or whatever. Or because they're just lazy. Some people are just. Do lazy. you guys know how? Do you guys know how to to practice together? Well, <laughs> when you were at the Bears, yeah. Can we can we That's shed fun. some light on the That's background funny you here? Say that. Did you brother in law or did you not brother in law? Well, let me speak on the bully, like the older guys, just being hard of. Yes, let's start with that. And then because I want to Nate Collins. There's a real, there's a real cultural issue there, and guys talk about, especially in the O line community. I heard you guys talking about it earlier. Uh, guys aren't ready to play when they're in the league. Yeah. And it's a byproduct of what they were doing in college. It's yeah. not a byproduct of coaching. It's not a, any scheme. Well, coaching is generally not good enough in the NFL from a positional standpoint. Yes, 100%. you're expected to know a lot on your own. But I would say if you're an older guy, like we had so many young guys in our room this year, I wasn't able to do as much from a physical standpoint to help. Yeah. But what I could do is build their confidence, invite them places, yeah. Make them feel a part of the group because what's better than your weakest link being a being a hard ass, a I, real t- hard ass. When when I was in St. Louis and we used to make the rookies get up and sing, and I have no problem with the rookies singing, but Jeff Fisher when we did it the one day he stopped the whole thing and was like, "Listen, that's the one thing I'm like, you're not going to get up and humiliate these guys because we need them to win." Yeah. And although I disagree with the singing thing, like in general, I need these guys to win. And, and if I respect you and treat you like a pro, you're going to act like a pro. If I treat you like a piece of shit, you're going to act like a piece of shit. And a lot of times these young guys, I also on the flip side of the coin, have problems with guys that won't even like get the chicken. Like, you know, most rookies have to get chicken before an away yeah. trip. You get know, you send Chick-fil-A them in. Sunday morning. Like, that's all. Or Just you morning. have one job. Keep I know that you're a practice squad guy and you were out getting drunk Friday night or you're a rookie, you know you're not going to play and you're out late and you're, you're late to the Saturday morning meetings and you're scrambling getting on the bus, but you had one job is to get the chicken. And on the flip side of things... I like we talked about earlier, bro, if you've never had to get the chicken, bro, like, who are you to tell me to go get the chicken? Well, they're, they're, listen, there, <laughs> there are certain things you have to do, like a rookie dinner. I had a rookie dinner that cost me 20 racks because I was the the first pick, yeah. twenty grand. I didn't blink because I knew if I didn't blink, they're not going to treat me like shit the rest of the year. There's places that you assert yourself, and in that same night, I hand the bill over, no problem. But there was one guy that kept grabbing Louis the Thirteenth bottles, like he was going to take him to go. Mm-hmm. Now I walked over to him and I said, "That's that's quite enough." 
You know, like just very like, hey, listen, I respect you, yeah. but you're not going to be doing We that. had a great dinner. We had a great dinner. Don't ruin this right now. And like, I nah, think bro. that that's a perfect example. Well, then I'm going to be smashing that bottle 100% on the side of your car. No, I get it. I get it. So there, there's limitations. Like, listen, Which leads us into our next we, topic. We cut hair, right? The rookies, by the way. And we yeah. used to fuck their hair up. With, oh, with, I remember that. They stopped, now, they stopped now, that. Now, only, now, we'd cut hair if a guy was willing to do it. Now, yeah. if a guy has like dreads or long hair, like we're not doing it, bro. So I think everybody needs to, from a rookie and a, a vet perspective, when it comes to how you treat rookies, the hazing, or quote unquote, like hazing. You can is, kind of choose. It's a pick your own adventure as a rookie. Pick or, your own. Or you yeah, what put, do you? Yeah, pick or, your difficulty. Do yeah. you want it to be? You play a lot of video games. Like when I came in, I was like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, just, like put just, a tarantula just in your bed. Just don't go over the line. Like yeah. put a tarantula in your bed. Yeah, my rookie year, I'm in training <laughs> camp. It still has not come out as to who it is, and that's that's how much gangsters these guys were. But well, they they put a, a, a tarantula in your bed. You this, got back this big. I'm watching some. We had, friends, 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 we, friends, we had a tarantula. It was this big. We had a tarantula. We had a tarantula. It was this way big. way. Your the tarantula set. we seen from camp was way way bigger than the one your brother brought on. on, on Con. Set. We had one here. Yeah, I had a snake. I was in my bed watching Sopranos. Sure, you my were watching Sopranos. Year, AKA, you know what I was watching. <laughs> uh-huh. And the spider was too, because he tapped me and he was like, go back, right? That's what he said to me. <laughs> but I was like, holy shit. I jumped up out of bed and I was at the end of the hallway in the dorm. All of a sudden, all the DBs, all the rookies are in my room with their phones out. Yeah. There is a tarantula in my bed. Oh, for sure. The I mean... next morning, Everybody thought it was good. The second round pick, John Bostic, goes in his dop kit. Tarantula. In his in his in his tooth like toiletry bag. And somebody left like the... a pet smart bag in there too. So somebody went and bought tarantulas. Did they what happened to your tarantula? Uh, I get I, 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 I call I called the police. Or like poison control, like campus You're like security. the woman with the sunglasses in, in, I said in there, the bay I, I, at, the, Chris, at the picnic. I said, there's a tarantula in my bed. I don't know what there's to do with it. There's a tarantula. And they're like, there's the no police. There's a tarantula. That's what they said. There's no tarantulas said, in Get your in guy over Chicago. here. Get animal control <laughs> I'm not here. touching a tarantula. I got practice in the morning. I touched a tarantula and I didn't have practice in the morning. And I'm not that tough. Where but was your tarantula? Right here. Right here. You I let him crawl all over my yeah. hands. See, I thought you watched the show. I this watched a few interviews. I watched a few interviews. Have you ever seen me on the show? No. See? He didn't see that Here's episode. another one that annoys me. When you get back on the bus after a game, it's a free-for-all getting on the bus. There's no assigned seating. When you get back on the bus after the game, don't be the guy that takes three hours and goes to the bus you were on, the Quicks bus. There's five buses. And pops on bus three, and you know you had a seat in the back left. Like, this is my seat. This is where I rode over on the way No, over. bro. I ride bus two every day. But if you were a guy that took I'm too saying, long, remember you... your seat. Well, it's no, the trickle. It's, I, the, it's the trickle down. Is that bro. not the way it is with you guys? Well, in locker rooms I was in, it was get on the bus and find a seat. Yeah, I guess bus two in the Chicago Bears locker room. There are certain spots. Me I'm... and Lane Johnson just played it by ear. Yeah. Um, playing music in the hotel when you're trying to sleep. I hate that. Guys on Facetime late. Oh, just screaming on Facetime. You talking Turn, about like just, like with roommates or like no guys oh, in the like next here. room? You're at the oh. whatever shitty hotel you're. I would never here. rat any of my teammates out for talking to a bunch of girls, but one of them talked to girls all night on Facetime, and I'd hear different accents through the wall. That's like, awesome, and I respect and it. And still can go out and ball out. I'm assuming some guys don't need sleep. No, what about I had a dude, um, Brian B. Price. Shout out to B. Price. He had like the sleep apnea, so he had a machine. 
And one night, and I thought the machine was bad. And one night he forgot the machine. I almost had to get in the room. Oh yeah, dude. Well, he like was like I was scared. He I was I was scared there was something wrong with him the way he, like was, he was like sleeping. sleeping like, in yeah, college, you remember Brian Lesconek? Yep. I had Brian sleep in the bathtub in camp, <laughs> and I didn't feel bad about it because it was my it was my problem. He's sleeping. He doesn't hear himself. I mean, like you got to go sleep in the bathtub, man. It's just is what it is. I have, I had Cliff Ryan, uh, who was like a foghorn. And mm-hmm. shout out to Cliff Ryan. Um, yeah, I'd like to get that machine. Have you we heard never about did roommates? No, well, after a couple years in the league, you can get out of that whole thing. Yeah. Another one I have is coaches in first class. On the t- I have a huge, 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 huge issue with it. Then let's get right into God, it. That triggered me when you just said oh that. Oh, my God. It triggers Not me as just well. coaches. Oh, listen, the coaches don't deserve to sit in first class. You didn't do anything fucking physical. Why do you need the extra foot? I Bill, feel like, Be- I feel, Bill Belichick deserves to be in first I class. I feel like head coach. But the irony is Bill Belichick was not in first class. And I'll explain this real quick. When I was there in but 2000. But that doesn't surprise me. No, okay, so that's either. the point. If you're the guy with the biggest dick in the room, and I'm not saying Bill's, I'm not. This is a metaphor. Bill Belichick, huge dick, by the way. This is a metaphor. You don't need to drive the big truck, right? You don't yeah. need the truck. That's you know the old adage, you know, like overcompensation. And Bill Belichick, the goat, used to sit and coach. Now I don't know that it was like coach, coach, but it wasn't first class. He had an exit row. Bro. Not only he might have been the exit row. <laughs> But this is a guy, and I had Pat's They had to get verbal consent from him. Yes, for sure. I'm willing to enable, like... (sighs) No, if you ask him if he's... On to takeoff. He's like, we're on to (laughs) takeoff. He's on to takeoff. He's like, goddamn fucking assholes. He just... I love his hoodies, bro. Get the fucking plane off the ground. Hey... You're, like, you're almost as nice as him as just like making your your own like sweat cutoffs. Oh yeah, I I I, I actually I was one of the people that revolutionized the cutoff hoodies. Um, I, I can agree. I can agree. You to can that. agree there, but you can attest. So, Bill used to sit in the back, and I never we used cut to sleep. Team equipment. We used to sleep in the well, great company, man. <laughs> we used to sit. We, we used to sit in the sleeper pods, bro. Like, and the only guys that sat in the back with the coaches were younger guys. Mm-hmm. And this was, was really cool. That's the only place I've been where coaches didn't take the first class themselves. And I know Pat's fans, if you're listening, are like, and I had this after the Rosillo pod when I talked about, it. oh, uh, you don't even know the Pats have their own plane. So uh, this can't be true. When, in 2016, we didn't have our own plane and he sat in the back. That's just a fact. And other coaches I've had do not sit in the back. Coaches I like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, like I, it's a huge pet peeve of mine. You don't deserve it. I, I absolutely think that High tier coaches, coaching staff members should sit in the front. Their mm-hmm. wives, the GM, the owners, Virginia McCaskey, absolutely. These are people that's their team. Virginia needs her own jet. Does she, she needs a G five. Does dude. she have why's, one? Why's no, she, so she flies with the team. Talk about some every man. She shit. is the most blue collar person Owner, I've ever yeah. met. Wakes up every morning. Gets, Great name. Wakes up every morning. Yeah, yeah. She goes to mass every morning, five a.m. Every morning, like. Yeah. And then goes to the facility. She yeah. stops in. All she wants is the Bears to win. But back to the plane. Um, yeah. You got dudes who are 350 pounds. Sitting in. Triple si- seats. Like boom, boom, yeah, boom. Yeah, dude. Get out of here with that. Or like I sat by the door for seven years. Yeah. With the big melt. And mm-hmm. my head was like this. I mean, I couldn't sit up. You got guys laying on the ground. Guys with back spasms. Guys with full body cramps on the way back from a game. Back there in coach, they're sitting there all crunched up. And it's not that that they're trying to do us dirty. It's just the way that the NFL has always been. It's not a player's league. 
And it's it's not something they're like, let's consciously dick these guys. I got plain envy when I look at bro, baseball like how many, and basketball. How many, how many seats are really on? Like, how many first class seats are there really? It's the most popular sport in America. <laughs> Fucking get your own plane or stick the coaches in the back because the coaches aren't riding four hours in a metal tube trying to stay hydrated and keep their hip flexors open before a three-hour fucking battle royale with hey. Todd Gurley and the Rams mm. or the Niners and Ayupati. Like, come on. Well, in Canada, bro, you meet at the airport yeah, what, and they hand you, you a ticket. CFO. Is that it? Did you guys meet you, at you, the airport? You take, you, take, <laughs> you take flights with regular people, bro. Really? I pro I promise my first away game. <laughs> Air Canada. Dude. Maple leaf on the side of your plane. Yo, I'm sitting next to a mother and her daughter. Yo, yo, are you guys all on the same flight though? <laughs> yeah. And there's real there's other people. Like they're filling that plane. That's it's not cool, just you're though. not you're not chartering your own flight. You're imagining. It depends on the organization. Fan. When I was at What Winnipeg, about Winnipeg? They're the Jets. They don't even have their own jet. That's the hockey team. Unbelievable. We're the, we're the, blue, uh, bombers. the blue bombers. <laughs> they, that's also a plane, though. They fly is. a B 52 to all Just you need to fly a fucking B 52 to your game. They've got a naked lady painted on the Do side. Do you guys of their have plane. any more pet peeves? Uh, yeah, but I mean, how much time you got? I mean, give me your best one. You guys both get one more. They do veggie lasagna at the cafeteria. And this is kind of like a, a weirdly specific one. <laughs> this but is a like, big guy pet peeve. This is like, come on, dude. Veggie lasagna. I've sat, I've stood by the veggie lasagna in the calf before, and I've counted the number of people who ate it. I've stood there the entirety of lunch. Being yeah, on, well, did you have a counter? Or being you on IR, you're like, you have nothing but time. So it's like. Did you count in your head? Yeah, no, none. Nobody. No clicks. Didn't even need to buy a clicker, dude. Zero. Oh, this is a big. This is a big one. Probably yeah, wet socks or damp socks. Oof. Yeah, who likes damp socks? Or when they dry your cleats. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, the same thing. Like it's, and you get them. The no, there's thing. no better way dry. to do it though. And and no, I'm not knocking is. Tony Medlin, the best in the business, but you can't make magic happen i'm gonna say players that leave a bunch of trash everywhere we've all That's done it worst. once or twice you're in the building 12 hours a day you're taking tape off your your hydrants there's water bottles just don't be a fucking dickhead about it you're Oof. paid millions of dollars have respect clean up after yourself ed reed said it really well it was a great speech love it you're slot you're low life now listen i am a low life in that my me and michael bennett lockers next to each other Talk about a lot of interesting conversations. We call that your neighborhood. Your neighborhood My is My neighborhood, neighborhood is as dirty as I want it to Communal be. Communal trash can that Buddy has to change every day. And like... In me and Mike's cul-de-sac, there were like pieces of burning trash. There were like abandoned <laughs> houses. There was like crime. I lived, I, I lived in yeah. the... I lived trapping in out the, the band. I was the black the market until yeah. the blockbuster trade or signing of Khalil Mack. And when he moved in next door, locker yeah. next... There's like we have like eight lockers between us. That's pretty damn. There's cool. a security guard in the locker. He's That's like, amazing. They didn't have any security. What they really needed to do was a security guard between me and Mike, so we didn't get too mad at each other arguing over stupid shit every day. Oh. Um, but William Hayes was my favorite locker mate of all time, for the record. Um, Big Hayes. Let's do. Uh, let's do five stadiums. Five favorite stadiums uh, that you play. We're not, we're not going to have to get time to get to them all nate you can you can chime in um my five i don't know if it's in order um i'm gonna go with my five being seattle i played there for eight years only won once but i loved playing there every year um you know iconic noise i think it's the loudest toughest place to play mm. the weather is you can just if it was madden it was a default setting 43 light rain and a bunch of crazy ass 
hipster looking people the arrow and the field goes going like this like a little yeah bit. they're like yeah, it's fucking loud you know they raise the flag and i mean it's just a cool place and we had some battles there marshawn lynch that whole group tom cable o-lines russell wilson Oof. and they always made a play late in the game it'd be close and they made one big defensive player or russell would have but it was the loudest place it was a it's a beautiful city and it was a lot of fun to play and i imagine if i won there a lot i liked it even more orchard park might be my favorite I think that's what they call it still, right? It's not Orchard. It's not the old Orchard Park Stadium. This is in Buffalo. I have no idea. No Buffalo idea. Stadium is like a college stadium, bro. It's one of those places that looks way bigger on TV, right? Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Like the old Minnesota Gophers Stadium where the Vikings played. Yes. I mean, like, it's just the scale is hard to judge. It's it's a it's a cozy place. It's an intimate rocket you get, setting. You get batteries thrown at you on the bus. You get dildos thrown at you on the field. Amazing. Uh, purple dildos, you know, landing on the fifteen, bouncing to the twenty. You've got referees having to handle them. I remember. You that. have drunk, obese dudes in sub-zero temperatures, and you've got a, you got fans that have all they've done is survive the three falls of Buffalo and you know perpetual losing, and they show up every week and they're fucking crazy. Candlestick for me was on the other coast, a lot like Orchard Park in a lot of ways. Um, raw energy, old locker rooms. Some about going to the West Coast to play. It's just fun, man. You're just like it's this, almost a vacation. And all the stadiums happen to be old school, save for Seattle. I never would let my mom or my wife wear Rams clothes that those games. That was a big no no. I actually hired a cop to go with my mom and my wife most games. That's um, bread. That's bread. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Humble I mean, brag. I mean, he's been doing this. Well, I guess you guys don't. Uh, I guess you guys don't give a shit about your wives and girlfriends. See how? I what's your that next stadium, you? Chris? My, <laughs> my next stadium is the is the Coliseum in L.A. Mm. Now I only played there a few times, but it was always cool because pops played there. Many reasons to uh, that. you know, and I remember being like tiny and seeing memories of that place the stadium that was my first college start really yeah Coliseum. oh i remember that i was Let's was see. i at that game we at, i was you, at that game yeah. i was in those fucking concrete you know stands um listen the stadium is a piece of shit but the moral of the story is if you're gonna have a bad stadium just put a giant flame up there you're talking about the rams you put the flame I mean, up the, there in the I mean, end the zone and you're like this place is important something's going on here I used to be playing in the game. The baseball field? No, I'm talking. I'm wow. talking about the L.A. Coliseum. Yeah. Oh, okay, or okay, USC. Okay. You go there and 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 you look up and I felt the history because my pops played there and stuff. And also when I played there, I was playing against my old team. So those two wins. And you know they had the they Olympics were pretty there sweet. and like yes, and 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 it's a majestic place. It's a majestic place. Uh, it's got a vibe, although usually it was an away team vibe more than anything. The, the Rams had to go on silent count against us in seventeen. I can't imagine that. Pretty cool. I also like the uh, you know Soldier Field. You've heard of that one, Kyle. And of course, the the pretext of this whole segment, I think, is the right word, is that we can't say our own stadium. So I'm not going to yeah. say the link. I'm not going to say Gillette. Not going to say Edward Jones Dome, although that's got a lot of charm. <laughs> what a uh, shit! Stop it, uh, Soldier Field. I hate the Ed Jones Dome. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> the lighting was the biggest problem there. It was like that yellow lighting. Um, their team. They're a bunch of gangsters. I hated playing them. We were tough. I don't know the name of it. What's um? What's the Texans field name? Uh, energy. Mm -hmm. I like that. They, they misspelled N R G. But they, I, I they love the grass. Yeah, they do have roll grass. Arizona's nice as, as well because anytime you go to Arizona, you're like, this air is just. It's so... a beautiful stadium, Arizona. It's a beautiful stadium, but it lacks the vibe that like a Soldier Field has. The columns, the history, double doink. Um, that was cool too. Kyle, do you have any stadiums that you like? Mm. Uh, my the first one that comes to mind is Lambo. 
Mm. Um, it's not going to be popular with the Bears listeners. Yeah, but you know what? They're like a close relative. That okay. We, Lambo? Uh, yeah, I love Lambo. You can't Field. say that, bro. I love Lambo. No, Lambo is cool. I mean, it's if it's, you're a football fan and you're gonna tell me straight to my face that you don't have an appreciation for the history of Lambo Field, then yeah, I'm gonna call you're you full a, of shit. a bullshitter. Not yeah, with a bears hat on. No, you're full of shit. I mean, like I, no, I've, I've been on teams that have beaten the Packers at Lambo. I think my big so, like that's that, I have some good memories there. Monday night games, we we've done you've awesome heard, games. There. You've heard a lot of dun, 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 and, yeah. Go pack, dude. Go. They, they, <laughs> Oh, and, and they're just I, like I just again. Wanna, I just want a band on your drum all day. They I've never play seen that. so many chicks pack dips too. This conversation, yeah, a lot of nicotine and a lot of fatties. <laughs> this is a pet peeve playing Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, oh, wow. I'll add that to my. That pet was a pet peeve. peeve. Just playing that robot um, at home is number two for me. Is uh, and I did mine in order. Is Heinz Field okay? And a lot of mine are just because of my experiences and i remember playing troy palmala there yeah and i was a red shirt in high school i was a rookie you did your you you burned your red shirt yeah senior year against Pitt. yeah yeah it's just a cool it's a cool place and and in the same in the same sense that like university of washington they can pull the boats up like yeah watch the games when the weather's right that's what they do in pittsburgh you don't think of pittsburgh as that no i i see why it's in there i like the listen i think it's cool that all the here's one underrated thing about pittsburgh and it's kind of like philly all the sports teams are black and yellow, and I think that's super cool, right? In Philly, all the sports complexes are right downtown. That's really cool, too. And in Pittsburgh, they play sticks. That's the coolest part of that stadium. The rivers are cool, but when a renegade comes on, yeah, and you're like, holy shit, they're excited. I'm excited, too. Dude, that team was, that team was good. And I remember playing them and being like, okay, I'm in the NFL. Troy Palomalu is up in the A-gap on the goal line. Yeah. Like, and I remember funny story. I said, we scored on a run play. He bluffed and dropped out. Yeah. And we scored in the A gap. And I, I ran up to him. I said, I thought you were coming. And he goes, So did I. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Oh my God, that's a Troy Paul Molly shot. like, Oh my God. Yeah. He's one of those people that just, just murdering people. Another guy on that team who doesn't sound the way they look is James Harrison. I, high high pitched voice. I never a heard him bit, talk. But one of the baddest motherfuckers Man. that I've ever seen play football. Uh, number three, Levi Stadium. We played there on mm. on their first game, the maiden voyage of Levi. We Titanicked Levi Stadium. I the, think you Jack Sparrowed it. Yeah, well, or we, not Jack? Did you beat him? Oh, we did. So you Jack Sparrowed it. I'll yeah. never forget that Saturday night or that that Saturday Cutler was night balling when the Kaepernick that we were talking about. I forgot who. It was. I don't know if it was Future or yes. OT Genesis when like Tony Montana was out. And they had him live on the sideline. That's what, that's what they used to come out to, like for their kickoff. And I've never seen a stadium. Or oh, the kickoff else. thing, the kickoff thing, yeah, yes. the kickoff thing like, was but tight. Like, but like he's performing, like on the like, sideline, on the sideline. But yo, not it, during TV but, timeout. No, dude, dude, listen. <laughs> I'll never forget that. That was like amp. You can't replace Candlestick with a with a uh, with a jeans name mm. brand stadium. You just can't. Candlestick was just so fucking. I like Levi Stadium but the, because the, we wore them out. But yeah. the way the way locker room was pretty trashy. Oh yeah, candlestick. <laughs> yes. You remember it was right back oh behind by God. that door that was like right out. To, like it was like there. parking. Like, like, someone okay. could reach in there you and could, punch him. Yeah, face yeah. He, you could be walking out of the locker room just to catch some air or to go like to do a number two, and you could get just beat up. Yes. in the locker room. Or in the, in the, yes, in, it's in right the, there for like the away yeah. team. They got some beautiful cypress trees right out there in the parking lot. I remember it was at the end of the hallway. You go down two steps, then you go down two steps again, and you're out. You're out the tunnel immediately. So you have Levi's third. What do you have? Uh, uh, U.S. Bank 
And all, all all these stadiums are ones that we've won at. I mean, I Fair remember playing at U.S. Bank last year. We knocked them out of the playoffs, and we <laughs> we clinched the Gallerhorn. Amazing. You actually Some, know the name of it somewhere, and I, I don't know if I could spell it. G J. I think <laughs> it's Nordic. So yeah, throw G J. Is it G J. Gallerhorn? Gallerhorn. All I know is that when that noise comes on, and I'm not rooting for the Vikings. No. When that noise comes on, my blood pumps faster. It's it's uh that would be what's you, called You might be a Viking. I start yeah, looking for my that's what that's sword. Yeah. You're like, oh Yeah. I gotta go pillage. It's like when a dog hears a wolf on a TV and it's like, oh, the song of my people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it's primal. Yeah is, so, is the word, I think. Another primal thing, Tampa Bay, my next stadium. Because you're a pirate? Because when the cannon goes off. Man, that cannon, bro. There's nothing like losing to the box, You said period. a fire makes it seem important. Well, how about a fucking pirate ship? Yeah, a pirate ship is going to really... ECU. Oh, ECU. ECU. Listen, you when that you cannon? go to G-Vegas and we went and lost, a lot of people have gone to, to G-Vegas that thinking they're going to get a win. Yes. And they're not. Place no, lit. they're Their not. Their quarterback was really good. I totally support pirate yes. ships. And you guys, this might be a little, um, you know, uh, what's the word? I think it's esoteric would be the word, not exoteric, because esoteric. only the people here know about it. But when you watch end zone tape of Tampa, you can always see that shitty grass parking lot the above truck. the scoreboard. There's, a little There's truck. always a truck <laughs> in the back left. Oh. Okay, so now that we're on that topic. Nobody talks about it. We just sit there and watch Jameis Winston feel, and you're like falling asleep and means you're like, can Tampa Bay get a real fucking parking lot? You've got... Dude's parking under a palm tree. By the way, North Florida, you also have Jacksonville, which has a pool that's at least 30% filled with piss. You're in a... Yo, don't talk about Duval. Listen, the pool is disgusting. Are there other people bro, that you've seen like, on film, it's, Chris? It's chlorine, We dude. need to go to the pool. It's chlorine. We need to go to the pool. Like, I'll definitely go back to which Jacksonville. Pool? In Jacksonville? No way, I'm not going in to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Why? Quick way to get... Chris almost got arrested in Jacksonville when he was 17. Oh, yeah. Well, we talked about that on the show with McGrane. Amazing. I tried to buy we Swisher Sweets. We I was actually Atlanta. like 15. Unbelievable. You ruined our vacation. You were on vacation with mom and dad when we that had to happened? come home early. You really didn't have to come home early. That's the thing. Just mom but and dad Chris, freaking out. Somebody had to set the record straight with you. Well, I, th- I turned out okay. I got my own podcast. So as far as I can tell, all that mm. shit doesn't matter. Um, Let them know, Chris. Another one I want to put in uh, honorable mention for just being talked about is Dallas. I, I'm not a big fan of, but it's like you feel like you're a character in the Hunger Games and everybody's watching you and you're just this piece of meat behind the glass. And like, and you don't you walk through football. the bar. Yeah, and you walk through the bars at the bottom. By the way, the tunnel to get in, the buses go about a mile, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get in and you walk out of the glass and everybody's like, animals, lose to the Cowboys, animals. <laughs> the animals are here. This is our year. The best yeah. is- <laughs> And then, and then, like, it, all it's missing is Jabba the Hutt up there, like, oh. with the cheerleaders spinning around on, uh, uh, they're like, the cheerleaders are on, like, platforms that if they fell off of, and I don't know if this is true, this is in my mind's eye, is this how it is, really? Do you, do you remember it well, this Well, it's way? like in the Duke Nukem have game with the dancers in the, the smoke Exactly, in Duke yeah. Nukem. With the pigs, with the shotgun? In Dallas, yeah. yeah. Yo, That's what Dallas. about, what about how they put... They got a Ford truck spinning around on a yeah. fucking, like, How about like, your family? You know, they have a dealership How about, how about your family zone. is, like, legit, like, two miles away from the field, the family section for oh, the white team? terrible. <laughs> no, that was a game that Dad was able to go to. Yeah. And, you know, Dad works on Sundays, so when he can come to the game, it's Monday or Thursday. Yeah. And Dad was in the dugout suite right there in the end zone. Yeah. I remember we got our asses kicked, but it was super cool to see him. And it was like, I'd break the huddle, turn, and, like, and I'd make Is eye this contact. good enough, Dad? <laughs> you can relate. That's really how it you is. You break the huddle, and you're like... You look at him, and you give him the nod, and he's like... 
that's good See, enough. That's, that's, that's the thing. I'm not going to. Cheat code. It's, remember, you're the lab. It's yeah, Well, that's that's the super cool. That's, that's, lab. Lab. that's like Serena, Serena Williams coach got in trouble pit. for that during the match. I doing the that. pat on the head. You yeah. Know? Doing that, doing that quick thumbs up that your dad gave you. That's what Serena Williams. She got in trouble in her last, like one of her last. Damn, matches. dude. What they say? They're out to get Serena. Like, like that's cheating. That's let's, a cheat code. You can't just get tips from you your dad. You just can't get thumbs game. ups. No. This is can't. a baseball and a football podcast. We watch baseball. We talk football. I'm not really into to to uh, to golf. Okay. Nice con attempt. But let's continue. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm he gonna go. To get you, bro. I'm gonna go with. Uh, yeah, Oakland has a baseball field in the middle, and you don't want to fall on it. I thought it was just an infield, and they didn't have an outfield. Listen, at the end of the day, that's what I thought you were talking about. Earlier. You're you're worried about falling on that field. Like if you're gonna make a tackle, you're no, like you're not trying. This to. is gonna hurt. You're, you're not. You're not. You're not trying to. I wonder what the stat is, and maybe somebody can pull this up. Missed tackles by yard line in that stadium. Mm-hmm. I bet you people are missing a lot of tackles midfield because they're trying to arm tackle. They don't want to lay out and land on that yeah. fucking sandlot. Or how much situation? How much explosive skins? Because how much dead skin, runs, or how much dead skin is on yeah. that? Yeah. What you got? Yeah, you can't. How do you dig in with your cleats? You know, like your like you your can't. Frank Thomas. You know, like sorry, bro. Ken Caminiti. Like you're fucking on the hot corner. Like mm. you're. Another third Ryan baseman. Zimmerman. Ryan Zimmerman. Ooh, oh yeah. Wahoo wah. Wahoo wah. Yeah. That was a good one. Okay, so uh so let's do like five yeah. most intimidating uh linemen we've played against or with. Kyle, you can start off. You'll do D lineman, I'll do O lineman. We'll go bang, 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 like back and forth. I think you do your whole list. Uh Greg Hardy. Hmm. Enough said. Jeremiah Jeremiah Ratliff. Jeremiah Ratliff. Absolutely. So Jeremiah Ratliff, when 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 he came to the Chicago Bears, I had heard that a guy was coming to our team who had planted grown men on walls that told him things he didn't want. And I said, "There's no way this guy exists." And I'm in the training room busting balls with the trainers and shit. And you know, they always walk to new guys in the training room. Uh huh. And in walks him, and I turned to somebody else and I was like, "Does he play O line or D line?" And somebody was like. That's the new D tackle, Jeremiah Ratliff, and things got very, very real for that's me. That's the human forklift that's going to put you up in your locker. His beard was like it was like he had the Rick Ross beard, but then he had like the Xerxes build. Like the dude yeah. was just cut from a an oak tree. Yes, and he, not only that, he was the angriest motherfucker I'd ever yeah. played with. Just grumpy old man, and not to like. And we both had really good dealings with Jeremiah. I love Jeremiah or Jay, depending on this Jay- is another thing. The motherfucker changed his name, and you better respect it. Yeah. I'm not going to tell him that his name's not, not Jeremiah. No, and his locker was next to mine because Tressman always put everybody. What do you want your name to be today, sir? And every once in a while, right. I'd be like, Rat, whatever <laughs> exactly. you want to do, you tell me. Mm-hmm. Because they want me to be a guy, but if you, whatever you want today, and he's like, hey, man, let's just keep this thing civil. And this is Jeremiah Ratliff. This is Jeremiah Ratliff day. I thought it was yesterday. No, it's every day. Buddy. And he was a great player. He day. was such a great player. Yeah, he was a really good player, man. Um, and I heard he was five times better when he was in Dallas. Oh, he was a stud in Dallas. Ju- uh, Hold on, I'm not done. Oh. Sue in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Another guy I had to play early in my career. Brett Kiesel pushed me over piles and laughed at we me. We had him on the show the other <laughs> When I called him out, I was like, really? And he was like laughing at me. I was a little kid. He's just shoving me around. He was super cool on the show the other day. I did not expect him to be that shell. He, 
evidently was not on the field. Cliff Averill in Seattle, one of your favorite guys and Love stadiums. Cliff. Counterparts here, same draft class. Jimmy Clausen uh, was playing quarterback. Jay was hurt. I forget what he was hurt with. Yeah. And Cliff Averill, it was like two-minute drill. We've been throwing since the first quarter because right, we're down right, by 40. Right. And Cliff hasn't gotten a sack yet. And right. he's smiling because he knows he's going to get one. Right. And he's telling me, I'm going to get it. Man, rushing in Seattle had to be cool. And him and Mike Bennett next to each other. In a 40 With alignment. the 7 technique and a 9 technique presents so many more issues to offensive linemen than you can think of. Yes. It's where the D tackle and the D end line up both outside the tackle. But Mike is going to rush the way he wants to rush. <laughs> and Cliff can vibe off that. When when uh when Mike came out with his book Things That Make White People Uncomfortable and by the way he's a, he's a great buddy of mine <laughs> I used to tell him uh I think you should write a book called How to Make White Pass Rushers Uncomfortable because you're always in my fucking rush lane <laughs> like he lines up outside the tackle and I'm like bro I don't know if you realize this like I'm 33 now this isn't like when you were with Cliff Averill and you know I could just you know I have power I do power stuff I do inside moves. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would say it's a great under the radar picking clip. Um, and honorable mentions, I would say Troy because he played on the line of scrimmage so much. Paul, Paul Malu. Yeah. I would also say uh, Justin Smith and my guys Akeem and Khalil. Man, Justin Smith should have been at the top of the list. My man has a tiny Anheuser Busch tattoo. The smallest. <laughs> and he was Vic Fangio's number one goon for a yo, long time. Yo, you're you're a clown. No, the tattoo just means that like, what does that mean? The smaller I just, the whatever tattoo, it means is that he is like huge man. That you load that guy up with Anheuser Busch products, he's gonna beat up a, a, a grizzly bear. I saw him last year for the first time in seven years. So yeah. Vic was our defensive coordinator for yeah. the Bears, and obviously historically successful D coordinator. He was Justin's guy in San Francisco. Yeah. My the game at Levi's when we beat him, I had uh, the assignment to trap block him. Yeah, and I remember I was like, I have to kill this guy because if I don't kill him, yeah. he can get up and kill me. Uh huh. And I, he didn't see me coming. I hit him good, and he left his feet. Yeah, there's nothing he could have done. No. When I saw him next was last year in the tunnel after a game. Hey, long. And I turned, and a giant cowboy was coming at me <laughs> in the parking structure. And he's like, I owe you an ass whooping for that trap in 2013. <laughs> he's and like, my mom was, mom was with me, and she's like, do you know him? And I was like, that's Justin Smith. No, it's a fucking rancher, Mom. It's just a rancher he that magically... He is huge still. Bro, you're like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I remember back at the Alamo. I owe you that one. You hit me with that... Dude. With that musket. Respect, Justin. Yeah. Badass. Total badass. I would I would have thought he'd been on the top of the list. Obviously, the guys you mentioned at the end are total badass as well. I'm going to go with Steve Hutchinson, who I played in Minnesota. He has a head the size of a, a, a smart car. Um, <laughs> easily, if I have any tau protein, at least 33% is from lining up in a three-technique one play and having to bang heads with him. Mm. I mean, he's just got one of those domes. Yonda. Yonda, by the way, is Great. one of the most underrated players in the history of the game. Greatness, a Hall of Famer for sure, and a Super Bowl this year would put the uh, you know the cherry on top. You're uh, really rolling with them. You're yeah, really I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm burning the ships. I it's like a lot that. like Virginia like over Tech. I, Prior I like, to him hurting his ankle, 
and he's still elite right yeah. now. Prior to him hurting his ankle, I think he was in the running for the best player in football. Now, yeah, cool. I, I agree with you. Uh, now, here, here's here. You would never give that to relative to his position, and we get in the same thing with Quentin Nelson. Is like just because you're a guard doesn't mean you can be the best. The, if you could define the best player in football, I think a lot of it is based on the distance between you and the second best player. And for those two guys at different times, the distance has been sizable. Yeah. But for me, it's like that he's this psychotic children of the corn looking ass dude that just it's like he spawned out of a cornfield and rode a tractor to the game and all he's gonna do is keep a fucking hand on you for 60 minutes he's never gonna leave you alone and he never gets mad he just gets even and he doesn't he he does not stop and that's the most uncomfortable thing for d lineman is a guy that will not stop the last little shove it doesn't have to be dirty shit not talking shit Mm -hmm. he's just always gonna be right behind you after the play you're like yep Somebody just pushed me, and he's yep. just looking at you, and he's like, walks back to huddle. You know, he's like, walks back to huddle. When I first <laughs> met him. Hammers an ear of corn. When I first met him, I'd only see him on film, Chris. Yeah. And I didn't know how he was. <clears throat> and I said, Marshall, I'm Kyle. Nice to meet you. And he turned to me and goes, we were on the way to the Pro Bowl on the bus. And he was like, don't talk to me before the game. And not in a mean way. In like a, I just don't like to talk before the game. <laughs> And after the game, he walked up and was like, hey, man, I did nothing personal. Like, I'm just getting ready for the game. Very professional Yes, and dude, respectful. that's him. That's, that's him. Lit. There's nothing. That's lit. And it's just and like I on the field. There's no ill yeah. will. That's how he's wired. He's just wired, bro, to mm-hmm. be a little different. And I, yeah. Hats off to Marshall. He's Olin Krutz. <sighs> he's on my list high. You know that I mean, is. he that's, was in the league. That was that was a few of our guys, like, God. Yeah. When, like, when that we was, got that to the was, Bears, that's That's what they were modeling. That's what they were trying to model him after. Everyone, Everyone is like, yeah, you need to be like... I'll never be Olin Cruz. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> You've been pretty good. And Olin is the baddest motherfucker that I've been around. Yes, dude. Uh, and his name rings bells. Let's put it that way. Rings bells. And his fist Dr. Dre. as well. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh-huh. Uh, Wayne Hunter. He was a guy I played with uh, for the Rams. A lot of people might not know Wayne Hunter. Look up Wayne Hunter. Um, physically as imposing as anybody I've been around, and a guy that you did not want the the switch to flip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harvey Dahl was another one who was Yonda ish in Atlanta for a long time at guard. Would not leave you alone. Complete psycho. Um, looks like you know Christopher McCandless coming out of the woods and the into little, the wild, the just bus. like yeah, like he lives on a bus in Alaska and. And then after he played, and we were teammates, and I loved him. I loved playing with him. That's how it is with these guys who don't leave you alone. But after he played, he dropped down to like 200 pounds. Dog? Yeah, then he started to look like Christopher McCandless three weeks in. So he's somewhere between Hardwick and McCandless. Yeah, something like that. And I love Hardwick's transition. Lost a lot of weight, too. Joe Thomas, but he's Joe so Thomas mean. looks like he's swole. <laughs> Harvey just got like kind of, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> Like he's just been catching waves like and good vibes. Stay, uh, Stewart was the guy in uh, in Tennessee for a long time, number seventy six. He was a big right tackle. He was dirty, and he was also he didn't intimidate me because I actually like I one year I was supposed to play him. I really wanted to play him because I thought I could have gotten after his ass. He was top heavy, but he was a guy that you knew would do some dirty shit. And I imagine he talks like the guy in Men, of, in, Men in Black. Uh, you too. I've my cat. I've my cat. Sugar, more water, sugar. My guy, my try, guy works try. At, there's a guy in Charlottesville that works at the gas station that talks like that. 
Well, I got to go find him. Yeah. Because he I, might be the guy from the Titans. Might be. He's a guy that Stewart. I wonder what he's doing after games. Kyle, um, quick uh, <coughs> quick lightning round before we let you go, because okay. this is a megapod extravaganza for people on Saturday mornings after Thanksgiving. Um, I want you to explain something to me, because you're a huge fucking nerd when it comes to video games and technology. I'm assuming you're saying that in, in an endearing it's a, way. It's yeah. an endearing okay. statement. Uh, you see we have a lot of machinery back here. Can you name any of this equipment that we have back here? Tripod. Mm. Microphone. Camera. But that's not back there. Camera two. Camera one, camera two. Uh, I know there's some mixers back there. Mixers? I saw you got those. Um, so when you get on your... Um, when you, can you explain to the people at home what you do in your basement most of the time? So I don't do it in my basement. Oh, you've upgraded. Okay. So I enjoy playing PC games. I've always been into video <laughs> games. I don't know why this is so funny. I'm oh, sorry. I read a funny text. that had nothing to do with you. Um, and Chris has always loved to make fun of me for it. But you know, we're both big nerds in the sense that we like to play video games. If you want to say yeah. that people that play video games are nerds, sure. Cross platform. So what's now, the difference? Though. Yeah, I mean, because when I see somebody what with I an enjoy... Alienware laptop, <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, wait, you play video games on your laptop? But I, I, I get it. You I enjoy the PC gaming because I'm not good at aiming with uh, sticks. You're not good with a joystick. No, my hands are either my hands are too big or I just can't figure it out. But I like the mouse and keyboard. As a young kid, I played Counter-Strike, and I'm mm. sure there's a lot of people that play games that grew up playing Counter-Strike without even realizing they did. Mm. Um, and then, you know... I mean, like, was Counter-Strike, did other games rip off Counter-Strike? What do you mean? Because I didn't play Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike was a first-person shooter that a lot of people played that had computer... Like, if, if their parents had a computer at home, it was an easy game to get on Steam. I had Swamp Gas. Do you remember that game? I had Icy Tower. I had SimCity, which, by the way... SimCity, yeah. Absolutely. Remember Icy Tower? No. Damn, you guys know. I also that. I also enjoyed like games from my childhood to date myself was like easily I was damn near grown up when Crash Bandicoot came out, etc. Um, but you play these games like I see you playing games and by the way you Twitch, which is evidently where you get online and I, people listen to you. I talk. stream. I have streamed on Twitch. Do I, this, I do have a Twitch video channel. Um, it's essentially like having a podcast while you're playing games, mm -hmm. and really for me it takes off a lot of the pressure and like. Because uh, there is a lot of pressure. Because if you die in the video game, well, it takes away. Serious. It takes away a lot of the pressure <laughs> no, of not. having a camera on in front of me, and and it gives me an opportunity to interact with people. I've also been able to have water boys, which is well, we um, appreciate that. By the way, initiative. to your to your credit, and you've been great for water boys. You have raised a lot of money, a lot of ducats, and on not Twitch. Bitcoin, real money on Twitch. Yo, stop it. I knew I'd do that because he's a big it. Bitcoin guy. He used stop to have it. a Bitcoin. Place. I have interest in this Bitcoin stuff. I don't know what it is. I'm sure I'm going to get just lambasted. Let's just for stick to that. the video games. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So I watch you play these games, and it's basically a guy running around with a backpack across some expansive landscape. He's like, I found some apples. It was like 10 points. And you're like, I, 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 Man, have, that was a, I have found myself. Digital currency. I have found myself drawn to games where I can immerse myself in in the landscape so there's one game that i've really been into is daisy and it's in a post-apocalyptic soviet rundown you know uh imagine 36 by 36 kilometers 36 kilometers squared has map. to be kilometers because it's the red euro baby yeah it's the red country the red country and uh just essentially you know looting shooting and scooting baby like it's just a lot of fun it's high risk high reward because if I if if you get shot in these games, you lose all your gear, and that can be tough. Because you can be I've three seen you days. Pick, I've seen you pick up a lot of like wrenches and 
and uh, milk and different uh, loose weaponry that's just laying around these. You find you got to build the stuff, so it's like you may find uh, you may find a magazine, you may find some rounds that don't match the magazine. Um, so it's different than GTA, though. It's a lot different. GTA is so casual; just hop on, play, like enter a cheat or whatever, and you're you got all the guns, you got all. I the feel cars. like that was a diss. Um, <laughs> do you feel like you escape into this imaginary world because you don't like this world so much? I think it does. It's honestly a an escape. It's like that Black Mirror stuff. I mean, it's that's a you know what that's Black the society is, right? we're in today. Yeah, you know what Black Mirror. Yeah, it's is. where you shut your phone it's off and you're staring yeah. into your eyes. Well, but all of it. That's all of it. No, Everything TV. here is a black mirror, but it is, it's working but it's right off. now. Absolutely. I don't know what the fuck that means, but so, when Chris, you turn, what you're off. describing is the Bloody Mary thing where you stand When in the you mirror. shut your phone off. When you, it's a black mirror. You, it, I don't know what you off. mean. No, Chris, that's look a TV. At Chris, look at and me. when it's off, it's a black mirror. No, not really. It's not a great mirror. I can't see. Okay, look, in, <laughs> look into my phone. What yeah. is it? Black mirror. I see your screen. Smart ass. I see your dog, your German shepherd that you're training to like... Never mind. I mean, like, you, you have a German Shepherd that you take, by the way, for the listeners out there, to some training facility that has a bunch of karate-style trophies on the wall. And there's, like, a real owner, and, like, Kyle's in there holding the dog back, and it's like, bear, bear, no, attack, bear. No, I think it's a... Shit. The dog is in Virginia now. I met the dog the other day. The dog <laughs> is down in an office downstairs. The dog, I asked the dog to sit. The dog didn't sit doesn't listen to you i didn't see this happen my dogs only listen to my wife unfortunately well kyle's dogs impo- evidently only listen to the guy in a fucking gi with a bunch of trophies on the wall with a balaclava on. with a balaclava on who's teaching him how to like you Reload know attack <laughs> the intruder is going to be really upset when the intruder makes his way through the dog and then you're at the bottom of the stairs it's like fuck this, this is the boss, not the last This is one. the boss. Speaking of bosses in video games, are there bosses in these games you play? No. Well, essentially, it's all PvP. So it's player versus player. Obviously. And the boss is the guy who is very patient ASL. and very tactical. Not a- and that's different. These are different. What things. does ASL mean? Age, sex, location. I believe. Kyle, I know that. I grew up in the AOL era. What is the What does the word <laughs> ASMR mean? The acronym. Explain what you were explaining. Auto, I think it's... Uh, Auditory stimulation, massage, and relaxation, or something like that, where people oh, so basically a noise that makes you like feel this. good. It'd be like, hey Chris, hey Chris, hey, we have great mics, and we don't I even don't have to talk that's loud. Right. No, the cool thing about it is, like, I can sit here and play my RPG game. We could yell at each other, Chris, and nobody hear us. You're a fucking nerd. ASMR. <laughs> so the people you're telling me about people. <laughs> There are Nate, Nate, you can't do it. Your mic's different. There are there, yeah, this mic's better, so like I can touch it and like I and mean, you can hear it and you can almost feel it. It's like another sense. People have like ceramics and stuff and they put it up to the like this is pages flipping and like people will watch people YouTube. People pay to videos. watch that shit? Yeah. You said something about women's fingernails. So mm-hmm. like fingernails, tapping. tapping stuff, scratching like ceramics. Here's a better one for you. I'm gonna start an ASMR channel and make it really soothing for a while. And then get people roped in and just be like, fuck! <laughs> and the guy's going to be like, you know, but hopefully not jacking off, but like, you know, like getting into it. Ruined. And then just ruin their entire experience. What about experience. mukbang? Have you seen that? What? what? Mukbang? I think it was a mouse. I, I think we're going sideways. I heard what he said and I'm still like, We're going what? sideways. Just when they before we get off, food. to, I'm not, Nate, I don't want to know what just eating. mukbanging or muff banging is. People pay to watch other people just eat. Really? Yes. Like 
people like who are on diets and stuff. So it's like cuck found, holding for oh my god for people on diets. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, so Kyle, you have a giant race car bed, right? Is that uh, is that segue. is that correct? I do. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy driving and motorsports, and but not driving in real life. You drive fake I, cars. I'm not allowed to drive in real life because I'm contractually. So just you can say you don't enjoy driving. You just drive. I fake. have a simulator at my house. Essentially, imagine sitting in an F1 car. Take the wheels off. That's easy for me to imagine. Well, I mean, it's like you know, you get in, and I have triple monitors, so it like wraps around me, and it's essentially like you're driving, and it's uh, you know, it's as close to the real thing as you can. They did a there's yeah, a there's a I racer now there's a racer now the there's like I think he's black he started like in Europe and he this simulator got him into he's really racing now so Kyle do you think you can race one day I 100 percent can race <laughs> that's the yo that's but crazy. what about the fact that the cars would have to get larger that's what I was just about it's to like say. the Derek Zoolander car for kids who don't drive good kids who in don't small drive cars good in small cars that's what I'm saying. Like that I, would I, affect I, it, though, I wholeheartedly right? like speed, Baja your, trucks. Your, your bottom speed it will affect, though, right? I don't know if you know this. Dad did racing. Dad, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Dad, enough enough about racing? Dad, Kyle. We get Seriously, it. We love Dad. There's Dad, racing that doesn't favorite. involve mini cars. <laughs> Dad doesn't give a shit about your video games, bro. I was talking to him the other he night, doesn't. and he said, I don't give a shit about his video games. He said, screw those games. No, he just was like, it's not even real racing. See, it's quit acting like a car. damn dinosaur. Kyle's on these damn fake race cars hanging out with Dale Jr. And <laughs> But you do hang out with some people on I, I would online. say that the opportunities afforded to me through the internet and games gaming have been so 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 awesome and yeah. it's been an experience for me and a ride that i don't want to end and i think will continue and will continue to progress i've been in nascar races i've been in racing lobbies with real drivers you, you haven't been in nascar races here's what i'm wondering here's the no i've been i've been to nascar i'm joking races. i'm joking i've been to a nascar race and everybody wears their 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 headphones and like kyle bush by the way is the champion by the way and everybody who was talking about that 18 car come on now Come on, I got Ricky now. Bobby on. This we, is the voice he does now. when he's on the car. Wheel man, wheel man. What a, yeah, for sure. Uh, pit crew, five hundred. Them too. Um, but my thing is that: Do you think that it's dangerous to get so immersed in a, you know, a lot like the reason porn is unhealthy for men in their real sex lives? It, it, it's a think, real conversation. Do you think that the that the, the fake driving is gonna it's gonna affect the real driving? You know, it's funny. Is you it say unhealthy that? for you day to day? Would you think that it would make me drive faster or slower in real life? I'm not slower. sure. Seriously, slower. you think you drive slower because you get all your willies out? I feel like by the time I get in my car, and you know, I drive a fat. I have a fast car at home. I have one car. It's a fa- it, it has the ability to go fast, but I don't really like to go fast in it because I've been- until you do, it's kind of like that couple that's going through something. And the guy's been watching too much bad stuff on the internet, and you don't you, you don't want to go fast until you do, and then and then it's like, where did you fucking learn that? And where do you expect that that's normal? For me, I learned it on the internet. Car. That's what's gonna happen to you in a car one day. You're gonna be just 35, 35, and you'll be like, oh, I want to go fast today. It's like the Matrix, huh? Where they plugged him in, and all of a sudden he goes, I just learned kung fu. Like he spent about four hundred hours. In a kung fu simulator, in his mind. Like, so that's what's happening to you. Eventually, you're going to be a, a world-renowned NASCAR player. Or maybe the government's training, the disrespect. training, training you for something that you don't know yet. Kyle, you're going to have to be. You're Kyle be a and driver. Nate. Um, I hate this. Dude. Kyle and Nate, we have crossed the finish line of this pod. This is good. And it was a it was a photo finish, as they call it. 
guess what? The results are in. You guys tied. You guys were both awesome. Mm. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Again, we taped this on a Wednesday. A lot can change. I hope everybody had a really good Thanksgiving. Thanks, thanks to these guys. In all seriousness, it's great to have my brother home. It's great to still have friends. And Shout out to Kelly like Bros Turkeys. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, he's got a. You work on a turkey farm too. Yeah. You want to say something about that? Um. Yeah. Shout out to Kelly Bros Turkeys. Um, what do you do on that farm? You know, we get turkeys ready for, and for you, families to eat, and then you murder them. <laughs> I think we'll end there. That was fun, man. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for watching both parts of um green light episode 10 we did not in intend on it being very long but I have my brother in one of my college teammates is tech week it's thanksgiving i want you to know i'm very thankful that you are watching this youtube channel or listening uh on spotify apple music all that stuff so please keep supporting green light if you like it uh from the bottom of my heart i'm very thankful that you are listening